a format change is afoot and a really cool game that is playable right now on the wax blockchain cyberpunk it's called metropolis all today on the nifty show episode number 110 let's go the nifty show nifty show joel com here writing solo today because my son zach is on an airplane leaving the island of puerto rico en route back to denver he's going to be moving here though so i'm really excited about that and travis also not available at the moment uh, but before we get started with today's show i want to talk to you about a format change so the way the nifty show has run for the last year and a half i mean here we are episode number 110 is once a week we do a live show which usually features three different guests and then we do a news show that sometimes features a guest, sometimes doesn't, really just depends. We are getting swamped, overwhelmed with great projects that we want to feature on the show. And so we did some polling and said, how long do you guys like your content to be? Well, I'll tell you what, the long form that we've been doing for the last year and a half was the smallest amount of people. Most of you want your videos to be somewhere between uh, five and 20 minutes. Those two, there's like five to eight and then 12 to 20, both kind of were even. And podcasting, you like your episodes shorter as well, under 30 minutes. And so what we're going to do is try this with a format change where we do more frequent shows that are shorter, making it easier to consume on video for those of you that listen but don't have the time to watch, and uh, more focus on individual projects. And so it's an experiment. We're going to try it out, see how it works. Let us know what your thoughts are by sending us an email to the nifty show at gmail.com. So this show today is a shorter show. I just conducted this interview with two of the founders of Metropolis Origins. And I discovered some really interesting things along the way. I think you're really going to like it. Here we go. More games enter the blockchain space. We're trying to cover as many of them as possible. And especially when we see them happening on the WAX blockchain, this project that we came across recently is called Metropolis. The URL is metropolis origins.com an nft collectible card game set in a cyberpunk world let's take a look at the uh the video here
sure that I want one of those lawmakers or punch you in the, the face. Uh, we have with us today, joining us, playing the audio again, uh, two of the founders of this game from QXR, Graham Devine, Austin Grossman. Gentlemen, welcome to the Nifty Show. Thanks. Good Thank to be you. here. Yeah. So uh, there's so much character in what I'm seeing here. So um, Austin, maybe tell us what the, the story is here. Well, the world of Metropolis, or the game starts in the year 2287 in a world uh, like our own, except kind of with a lot of the dials turned way, way up, right? A lot more digital tech. It's a cyberpunk future. Uh, the world has been ravaged by climate change. Uh, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're living in a free city-state now. Uh, in the intervening centuries, uh, wars have happened. There was a thing called the Big Lift where an enormous amount of humanity migrated uh, to, uh, to, to the off-world uh, in, a, in a massive AI-driven project. Um, so anybody who's left on Earth is kind of left in the rubble and obviously didn't really make the cut uh, for whatever, whatever that was. So, um, so here we are, the, the survivors making a weird new world. Hmm. So, so Graham, uh, I see cards, which makes me believe that this is a trading card game of some kind. So, what, what, uh, what is the actual gameplay? The actual gameplay is uh, a lot like Magic: The Gathering. Okay. We, um, I should point out at the very, very beginning that we are not a play-to-earn game at all. We are a play-for-fun game, um, and that you play the game um, to just basically beat down your opponents um, from their their health all the way down to zero. And the first player to get the health down to zero wins. So it's very much played a lot like Magic the Gathering. Let me stop you there for just a minute because I think what you said is so important. Play for fun, right? Yes. With all of these play to earn games coming out right now, people have missed the point of play and now it's become a business not that there's anything wrong with that i love play to earn games but there's a lot of games that i still play just for fun and that has value of its own so i'm glad to hear that you guys are doing that and uh, please go on oh yeah well <laughs> thanks for supporting that we've had some some pushback um, <laughs> well you just push right back on their pushback saying yes. you know uh, if you want to earn this isn't the game for you if you want to have fun this is what we're creating. Austin and I have um, come from the game industry for a long time. We've, I started in the 1970s in the game industry. Um, you know, between us, we have you know, decades and decades and decades of you know, game industry experience. So we would rather live and die by our game design than by you know, um, anything else. And so our game is basically a fun game where we try to bring the narrative universe to life. I have so, to ask, what is your, your game history? Because I've been a gamer my whole life. I had an Atari 2600 and a Fairchild cartridge unit. And then oh, wow. my first computer in 1980. I remember, you know, the original Zork on my TRS-80 and, and followed the space. Really, when I started my first website in 1995, we reviewed computer games. So I'm very familiar with a lot of what's been created. I actually started making games on the TRS-80, and then I worked at Atari uh, in the 1980s. And if you see back in my corner, I have a pull position poster, uh, 
over there. Uh, I worked on pole position um, for the for the home computers. Yeah. Um, and then I made a game called uh, Seventh Guest, which is one of the very first CD-ROM games. Wait, you, you worked with the Virgin Interactive then? I, I was the main designer and programmer on Seventh Get Guest. Get out. Yes. Okay, so I, I did not know this. Of course I know Seventh Guest. Seventh Guest was the first breakthrough, what we called then multimedia gaming experience because yeah. it was on a CD. It was, it was spooky. There was a narrative and story and there was video and you would make choices and, you know, for then have the, the pants scared off of you until Phantasmagoria came out. And then, oh, yes. Uh, they, was, they upped the horror a little bit. Yeah. So then, that's, um, that's really great to know. So you are, uh, you would not position yourself as this, but you are a legend of computer gaming. I, I definitely don't position myself. I, I've just, I've just you know, done it. I've it done is it absolutely the case. Yeah. Um, and lead designer on Quake 3. Um, and um, um, uh, lead designer on, um, on Halo Wars. Um, the, the Halo RTS game on the Xbox 360. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and then Austin, of course, has also many great titles under his belt. So between us, Austin, fill in a little bit of your game history. All right. Well, I came, I came up in uh, the early 90s, starting on uh, PC games, uh, doing uh, what we now call uh, uh, immersive sims, like richly imagined 3D interactive worlds. I started on System Shock, uh, which, uh, you know, ancestor yep. of Bi the Bioshock games. Yep. Um, I worked on Deus Ex. Uh, uh, probably my most recent big title was Dishonored. Uh, I love Dishonored. I played yeah. through Dishonored, the, the first one, uh, probably twice. I thought it was ingenious. So, yeah, I mean, I've been working on sort of rich narrative uh, interactive worlds for a long time. Going to a card game was new for me, but I new for me. But I found that a lot of the principles that create uh, emergent gameplay, that make a narrative feel it has some richness and depth, they actually transfer over very well to the card game space. Mm -hmm. I, I did, guys. I just have to let you know, those of you who are listening and watching, I had no idea that I was in the presence of this kind of computer gaming greatness. If you don't recognize the games that they announced, I do. And I've been covering the space for the whole time that this industry has existed. So um, I'm even more pleased to uh, to have you guys. In, and this builds my faith in uh, what we're presenting here with Metropolis. So, you know, let's talk about the, the big vision for this thing, because um, I don't know that there is a Magic the Gathering style game built on blockchain with NFTs yet that isn't a play to earn. That is purely a play for fun. Am I have I have I nailed that? I think you're right. I think there is not a. Um, I, I think we're unique in that category. Um, the game is actually a sequel to my. I made a game in 1987 called Metropolis, which is a um, a PC game that was uh, a PC adventure game. I remember so it. Thirty five years later, making you know, I thought let's make the sequel. <laughs> Wow. Okay, so I, I need to see some gameplay. You said that you have on your computer something that you can, uh, can show us. So please share your screen and feel free to uh, walk through a, a narrative of what you're doing. Uh, we have a lot of people that watch the video of the show, but we have a lot of people that surprisingly just like the audio. They take us on the go in podcasts. So if you could tell us 
what we're seeing as you do it, that would be great. Certainly. Um, I mean, is the best way to share screen just to share the yeah just hit share and pick the window of the um the gameplay that you wish to share there we go all right we're looking at it right now so please narrate away and tell me what we're seeing so we're looking at the main menu screen here these are two little um nft stickers that you had for play testing the game is very much in beta um so we're expecting to launch um uh, mid next year but the game it's actually launching along with the packs that we launched yesterday. We felt it very important that the game come out at the same time as the packs. We didn't want to launch packs and have no game. So the game is available. Yeah. And um, the NFT stickers are things you get uh, by being part of our uh, early game community, uh, which you can, if you get in our Discord uh, uh, and uh, get into the game, uh, we're really interested in building a community, talking to the community, and uh, rewarding people who want to. Uh, Get in, uh, get in as sort of founding, uh, founding contributors to this, to this world. Nice. I'm going to chat. I'm going to challenge Justin here to a game. His record is pretty good there. He's won 44 and lost 32, uh, but your your win loss is five and three. So it looks like yes. you guys have tested many games. So Austin, accept that challenge. Let's go head to head here. Challenge Austin has played all day yesterday. We, we wiped stats just a week ago, so you can tell how much Austin has been online. Yeah. So, so now we're looking at the main game uh, screen, which uh, allows you to select your cards um, so you can, can see through. All right. I'm going to look away because I can see Graham's cards. <laughs> um, hey, Graham, do me a favor. Pull up your browser um, window so it's not quite as horizontal. That will expand. Um, oh, is that better? There you go. Now we can see the whole thing. Nice. Okay. Um, it's now in full screen mode. So now mm -hmm. you can see that I have these cards that allow me to play this on the board. So I have a whole bunch of you know, high-value cards that I can go play. Uh, this one shows here the cost of the cards. This card costs three data to play uh, in the blue circle. It has one attack in the yellow circle, and it has four health in the red circle, So, and it's called Spree Killer. Uh, it has a little a description of what it does, uh, plus one attack each time it attacks. Uh, so each time you attack, it will gain attack. It's a very good card. Mm -hmm. um, and, and a little bit of lore about the card, you know, this charming man. So it's, uh, it tells you a little bit about how this uh, card actually works. And so, so this we, is a, uh, a one at a time gameplay type thing. You start with the cards in your hand, and then in real time you play. Um, what did you call it? It's not mana. What is it? Data. Data. Um, so, so, okay. so here's the amount of data I have. I have Ten data. Data is currency. Yes. Hmm. And so Austin has played Impact Drone, uh, which he, he can go use now and hit me with. Um, and um, my sound is off. I don't know why my sound is off. We'll just imagine that we have uh, cool sounds going on right now. Let me go just yeah. quickly unmute my tab. There you go. All right. Maybe we'll be able to hear that now. One of the things I, I really love about this game, and and you know, as as with Magic, every every card is a character. Every mm -hmm. card or a part of the world uh, that has its own backstory and fits into a larger world. Uh, one of the things I love about games like this is how you can build build the richness of the of a world uh, card by card. 
uh, and start creating lore and backstory for all of it. Now, is there a um, a good versus evil type of setup in it that one side picks characters that are fighting for liberty and freedom, the other side not, or is it all things are equal and we're all in this together? I am definitely on the side of freedom because I am playing for the underground. Okay. Austin uh, is playing for the corporations. Ah, uh, so okay. Uh, we ha- our starter decks each represent one of one of three uh, factions in uh, uh, in the world of Metropolis. I'm playing a oh, corporate deck. Okay, so you can actually go in and buy now. Now I know because yesterday I went in and I saw. Um, and I bought one of each deck. I wasn't sure what I was buying. I just wanted to go support. And, and so I bought a corporate deck, um, a founder deck. And what was the third one? Underground and government. Uh, underground government. Okay. Yeah. So that's why. So basically, you can pick which team you want to fight for and just build on that deck if you wanted. Yes. You yes. get that starter deck that's pre-made that has a kind of certain style that represents uh the faction like you know corporate is a fast deck it hits hard uh uh and it it uh progresses really fast because corporations have the best tech and the best uh the best um uh the most money um the underground is fighting for freedom the corporation is fighting for its own kind of freedom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh free markets (laughs) right What's a, what's a typical length of a gameplay once you understand how to play? How, how long does a game take? Uh, I'd say between, between 10 and 20 minutes, uh, I would say. Our, th- th- this game is kind of designed to be faster and lighter than Magic the Gathering uh, uh, while uh, retaining the depth, the depth of gameplay, uh, right? We want people to be able to learn it easier, play it faster, not quite get so tangled up in the legal complexities uh, but so still have easy tactical game. easy to learn but more challenging to master it i mean you guys having the background you have in game design i'm sure you've put a lot of care into the numbers and the abilities and everything that goes with oh no this is not balanced this uh this can't have a plus two we need to lower that right that's the type of conversations you probably have uh, exactly right. That's why you play. You play your six hours a day. You play a lot of strangers. You you find people who invent uh, a really nice exploit. Uh, you learn from it. You probably want to tone it down a little bit. Um, uh, but um, yeah, yeah, a game like this, it's all about finding new card interactions, new strategies to make uh, out of uh, uh, out of the system. Uh, that's that's a fan favorite card. I have to say, the uh, Lone Wolf. Is it possible that, you know, you just stack your set with rarer cards and that's, you know, then you're going to win? Or is it more strategy regardless if you're playing with commons or legendaries? Well, you've always got to balance your deck. You need your foot soldiers. Yeah. Uh, right. You can't just play your big fancy cards because uh, by the time uh, you amass enough data to play them, uh, you're going to get swarmed. Uh, so uh, you always have to have a mix. 
Nice. Um, okay, so we see a little gameplay there. I'm going to pull my screen up back again and show people the packs that they can get. If you go to the main page right here in the upper right corner, it says buy, and that will take you to a Nefty Blocks where uh, packs, a lot of them, uh, the early ones, the pre-sale ones have been sold out, but you can grab and you should. We encourage you guys to go do this right now. This sale has just gone live. The uh, 25 card random packs are just $30. Um, you can get a 250 card pack that should give you everything that you need. And then you can pick one of the three or all three of them if you wanna try all of the different factions. There's a government pack, an underground pack, and a corporate pack. And I'm gonna pick up some more of these myself right now. And, and I'm actually, I'm gonna pay with Nefty because I get a little, um, I think there's a little discount when you use their native token on Nefty Blocks. And now I can open these now, right? Yes, you can. All right, so if I'm gonna to go to my packs here, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, pop this uh, this corporate pack that I just picked up right here, 50 cards. Let's see what I get inside. It's a lot of cards, like to have 50 yes. packages. Yes. Watching the video is, is the best part. <laughs> oh, here we go. Now, is this uh, video different for each pack that we open? Oh, yeah. This is showing you the actual cards you got in your pack. Yeah. So it's always different. It's different for each faction. So this is showing the corporate cards. Right. Okay. So here we go. We're going to see what we got now inside of this delicious corporate pack. Some black ice bunch of black ice uh a vet omatic epic right there always like to see an epic oh i got a legendary what are the odds of those dropping legendaries i think about, i think are about 20 percent okay uh, some more commons more commons uh several epics bunch of kinetic armor epics um there's rare there's another legendary right there more epics, more rares, lots of cool characters. Another legendary is. Oh, you is, got a rehab tech. Well, you, yep, you got a rehab tech too. Uh, rehab tech legendary, nice. And is uh, is legendary the highest level, or is there a mythic level that I did not was not fortunate enough to get? <laughs> well, this, um, there is there is one card uh, which is what did we call it? It's like it's 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 ultra rare legendary. It's something. There's a card that there's going to be four of these things, roughly, or one per hundred thousand, basically. Nice. Uh, that is the very top level, and that is that's the bounty hunter. And we are, there's one of them out in circulation now. So how many decks, how many cards do I play in my deck? And is it random, or do I pick them all? If you play with one of the faction decks, uh, that's um, a pre-given deck. We wanted you to have fun day one. So here's a deck where you can just get the pack and let me close that because people are challenging me. <laughs> um, um, <laughs> I challenge thee. Um, and we wanted you to just have a deck that was fun to play with that we'd made up and pre-balanced for you. So you can go play with the government deck and that's fun. 
but there is also built into the game a deck builder. Um, so you can go and make your own deck. Um, and several people have their, their, their decks of, you know, of, of death that are unbeatable. And, you know, we'll go play those and uh, we'll start to feature those, I think, on our Discord channel where you can go and, um, you know, start to build those up and start to actually talk about which ones are good, and which are the best sets and which, which, uh, which, which deck builds work better than others. And we love those. We love seeing people actually build their own decks. Nice. Well, there is a play now button right there on the uh, the main site. So I'm going to get signed up here a little uh, after we're done today so I can jump in and try out my new cards as well. Play now, guys, you can you can get the cards, you can go buy the packs and you can jump in and play. Uh, are you still is this a beta still or are you, is this an official release? It's still a beta today. Uh, we expect to, uh, these founder cards are actually very special. Uh, because they're the only founder cards that we'll be releasing um, because we are in beta. And so some of the cards may be out of balance or we might have to change them. So when the real cards come out down the road for the 1.0 release, you'll still have these founder cards that, you know, that, that, that are playable. So it makes these cards the most special cards you'll ever have in the game. Um, so these are the cards to kind of go grab because... <laughs> Um, you know, it's kind of like a black lotus, you know. Um, right. These are the, the, the early days, the rare yes. days. Well, gentlemen, uh, really appreciate you coming on. Really happy to learn about you, your your background, and what you've done to date. And I have no doubt that this will be successful. Uh, right now, I consider this one of the undiscovered gems because the fact that these are not yet sold out as of this interview is criminal. And hopefully, you guys that are watching this, this gets my endorsement just based on the track record of these two gentlemen. Now that I've seen the game as well, I have no doubt that it's going to be successful. Go to Metropolis dash origins.com and pick some up and uh, Graham and Austin thanks so much and, and best of luck with uh, your continuing development of this game thank you fantastic thank you for having us here cool stuff right there I do kind of wish Zach had been here today because he totally is a huge fan of play for fun as I am as well and of trading card games uh, and I think when he discovers who he missed today that these guys are truly two legends of um of the gaming industry he's gonna be like oh i'm a little sad about that but zach you can watch the replay and get all the goodness and ask the questions that i didn't ask i don't know that they'll talk back at you because it was recorded but you never know. Anyhow, let us know what you think about the new format. Uh, because we are going to be doing these briefer shows, Sir Lord Travis Wright wants to be on some of them as well. So you never know who you're going to get. It could be one of us solo. It could be any random two of us together. It kind of depends who's available at the time to do it. But more great content as we cover the NFT and digital collectible space, which of course includes the metaverse, which is going to explodify here in the uh, not so distant future. Thanks for watching and or listening and or thinking good thoughts about us. Talk to you soon. Keep it nifty. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles. We call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Joel and Zach are the hosts you'll know. Joel and Zach say this will blow. The lot, the lot, it's already set.
Then it's